Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. I guess you realize you're spoiling us by the number of commitments that keep rolling in for the Arkansas football program. <laughs> I don't you have anything it, to You do called with it. it yesterday. <laughs> you go ahead, Trey. I said, I don't have anything to do with it. I can't be spoiling <laughs> you. They're not my commitments. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody's hot right now. Yeah, Sam Pittman. Uh, and at a position that you're always talking about, a position of need, mm-hmm. a linebacker, Brad Spence out of Houston commits to Arkansas. Yeah, Brad Spence picks Arkansas over Texas and Cal were his uh, other finalists. So over Texas and Cal, he also had Wisconsin, Nebraska, Mississippi State, Cal, Louisville, Utah, several others. Uh, 6'2", 225-pound linebacker out of Klein Forest uh, High School in Houston, Texas. And, um, you know, he's he's listed as an edge also, so he's kind of a guy that they view as could play linebacker. You know, you could also maybe put his hand in the dirt and you kind of see what they're doing with Drew Sanders. Maybe that's something, you know, that they're interested in bringing those types of players in just to give some different looks uh, on defense. Number 727 player nationally, number 61 edge, and number 133 overall in the state of Texas. His offer list certainly looks more impressive than his wow, his yeah. recruit ranking. Yeah. Um, but he is number 22 for the class. Uh, Arkansas is currently number 10 nationally. They had a couple other schools move up. They were number eight this morning and uh, got a commitment, but had a couple other schools move up past them. But they're they're still in the top 10, number 10 nationally, 234.14 recruiting points. So just to give some people an idea historically where that is, if they 234.14 recruiting points, if you go back to 2009, well, excuse me, I should say first, um, let's see, what year was it? The the highest that they've ever had is, I think, 237.17, and that was 2019. Obviously, that was a really good class. Uh, That was Traylon Burks, Jalen Catalan, those guys. So the highest they've ever had is 237.17. So if they were to add another player of Brad Spence's caliber or – or Dylan has gets rated because he's unranked on Arkansas's commit list. So when he gets ranked, um, that would put them over their all-time total. The next commitment they get, who is a mid-range three-star, would put them over their all-time highest total uh, in program history. Now that class also finished 23rd. It was uh, it was kind of an interesting year. I guess there was a lot of highly ranked classes up at the top, a lot of cream at the top. Um, the the class in 2009 with Bobby Petrino, that class had 232.93 recruiting points, and uh, and it ranked 20th nationally on the composite. And that was also the first year of the composite ranking. So in the composite ranking era, which combines all four major recruiting services, the highest they've ever finished is 20th nationally. And the most points they've ever had, and that was 2009, the most points they've ever had uh, was 237.17, and that was in 2019. That class finished 23rd nationally. They have never, on the composite, they've never been a top, I should say they've never been in the teens 
in the in the composite. The highest they've been is 20, and that was back in 2009. Uh, they've been nationally ranked in the teens before on 24/7 Sports. Last year they were number 18 on the individual 24/7 Sports ranking, not combining all four of those. Um, so they have been in the teens before, but not in the composite yet. So one more commitment should push them over their all-time high. And you know, if you just go back and look at it, you know, I know this isn't possible, but just kind of get an idea of of how good this class is. You know, if you if you take it back to some other years, like last year um, in 2022, this class right now, and they've still probably got about five more commitments to add in this class, but right now. It, compared to all the other completed classes from last year, um, this class would have been 17th last year. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty impressive. And the year before that, in 2021, the 2021 class would have been 17th nationally. Um, now there are other years where they would have been like 23rd. You know, it just depends. But I think the way they position themselves, it looks pretty pretty solid that we could be looking at Arkansas's first class uh, in the teens. Uh, nationally, so just a little bit of historical significance to where the class is right now with 22 commitments. And again, they could sign 85 if everybody on the roster leaves, but probably more likely to sign around 27 or so. So Trey, we get into these discussions, and Fitzhill brings it up all the time that the same schools are in the top five recruiting every year, and so they're they're the ones that compete for the national championship. If Arkansas moves into the top 15, I'm not going to say are they ready to compete for the national championship, but are two or three years of recruiting the top 15, not the top 10, mm-hmm. are those enough to get you at least in the picture to compete for the SEC title? I think so. Arkansas has competed for the SEC title in, in other years. Yeah. You know, getting over, over Alabama is the challenge, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the hump for everybody. Yeah. Right. Um, so I guess the question needs to be, can you beat Alabama? And, <laughs> I mean, if you beat Alabama, you, you know, and you – you won the SEC sure. championship and you make yeah. the college football playoff, you may have to beat Alabama again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. So uh, that kind of is, is the big question. They came close last year. You know, you just you have to have a little bit of luck go your way. But, you know, you get the right guys. You get a stud. You get a stud from inside the state like a Darren McFadden, a guy that can carry your team, or a Matt Jones, you know, and you get the defense right. You make some good evaluations. You hit on more of the prospects than you don't. I mean, you know, I was talking about that 2019 class how highly rated it was and it had 12 uh excuse me 11 composite four-star recruits which is a record um but there were a lot of guys in that class that didn't pan out there were some others that were probably better than what their ranking was Jalen Catalan was a four-star but he was in the 300s I mean I've seen him on two mock drafts in the first round uh Traylon Burks was 104 nationally you know that's a really good ranking but you know he probably should have been in the top 20 nationally um and there are you know there are other guys that you know that obviously didn't pan out that way and and some guys that did you know um some guys did a little bit better but most of, i would say most of that class 2019 probably probably underperformed uh according to their their recruiting ranking i mean you know trey knox has some time to to still get it right and at, at tight end but i think he was like the third or fourth highest ranked recruit in that class um, you know, Hudson Henry certainly hasn't had that career uh, that you would you would expect from a guy ranked as highly as he was. He was like number, I don't know, I think he was inside the, the 120s nationally. So um, you got to have them hit too. You got to make some great evaluations and and uh, the big time guys that you get, you need them to hit.
Let's talk with uh, Travis. Travis, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Uh, yes, sir. So I was the one that called in yesterday asking about a couple top ten seasons getting us into the the uh, five-star conversation. And uh, I just wanted to reiterate on that. Um, so the reason why I love the Sam Pittman hire is because I felt like he could take players that weren't five-stars and still make us compete. And just a little bit about what you are talking about right now, um, I think with where football's moving, you're always going to have the cream at the top, like Trey always says, but players are just getting better and better. So with, with Mr. Rick asking, you know, if we could get in the top 15, you know, could we compete for the SEC title? I mean, I, I would tend to agree with Trey. I mean, as long as you can get past Alabama, I don't see why not. And, uh, I guess my, my question is, for Trey, I mean, do you think it's just for, – for this team and this offensive makeup, do you think it's all going to be determined by the quarterback? Do you think as long as we keep a quarterback similar to KJ in there, I mean, do you think we'll be able to continue to do this? I think with mm-hmm. the talent they're bringing in um, everywhere else, it seems like the quarterback is the key. And just wanted to see what you had to say about that. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that this is an offense that needs the quarterback you, Travis. to be a stud for you. I mean, it's very very much built around the quarterback and not just throwing the ball but running the ball, executing the offense, the RPO game. I mean, that's so much of what it comes down to is, is I mean, if you show me a team that doesn't have a quarterback that can, you know, that is smart and that can manage the game, I mean, I know everybody's thinking Georgia right now. You know, he wasn't – a superstar, but, man, he sure knew where to go with the ball, how to manage the offense. You know, he was respected by his teammates. Um, and Stetson Bennett, I think, was a very good quarterback, just just not the prototypical size. Uh, but you got to have you got to have that guy. If you have issues at quarterback, then you, you probably aren't going to have a very good team. I mean, you just, you just not. And, you know, I, I wonder about what this team – where this team goes with after K.J. Jefferson. You know, Malachi Singleton is a guy that I really like, but he's just going to be a high school senior. Um, and I got this question the other day, like, do you, if something happened to K.J., do you trust um, Malik Hornsby to come in and and lead the Hogs to a victory? And I'm just thinking, does, do they have the lead? If they have the lead when he goes in, then yeah. <laughs> We've seen it a couple of times. We saw it at Texas A&M. We saw it at Penn State. Um, if he has to come back from behind, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's a guy that um, that you can rely on or not. So, um, so much of it comes down to quarterback. You can have great defense. You can have the offensive line um, and all that. And speaking of offensive line, I always always bring this up. Um, but when Fields was at Ohio State, there was this breakdown on ESPN about how mature he was. I think he was like a I don't know a sophomore or something, but how mature he was. Look at him going through his first, second, third, fourth, fifth reads, the patience that he has in the pocket. And I'm sitting there counting: thousand one, thousand two, thousand three, thousand four, thousand five, six, thousand seven. You know, like okay, yeah, seven seconds to to go through all your reads, sit there and pat the ball. Anybody's going to look like they're uh, a great quarterback in that situation, you know. So that's a big part of it too, making sure that you got the guys up front. And that's something that Sam Pittman has been all about since he got to Arkansas, getting bigger guys up front, more talented uh, guys. Some of these young offensive linemen, I mean, very impressive, very impressive-looking guys. So that's a big part of it. 
big, big part of it is getting offensive linemen that can make your quarterback maybe look even better than he is. Dre, was was that your shout of happiness and so forth when you saw the list, the actual confirmed list of who was going to represent Arkansas at the Southeastern Conference football media days? <laughs> that wasn't no, that wasn't my that wasn't a shout out. <laughs> Pretty cool, though. I mean, this is um, what you could ask for from a media standpoint. Give me your stud players. And um, got the stud players, Jalen Catalan, yep. K.J. Jefferson, Bumper Pool. I'm not going to say I predicted it, but I did. I know you did. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to give you all the credit here. Well, I was just glad to see that, you know, Pittman recognizes the, the need to get K.J. Jefferson there. Um, um, I had actually, I mean, I, I say I predicted it. I'd given those guys as, you know, a strong possibility. The guys that I actually predicted was Bumper Pool, um, um, Ricky Stromberg, and K.J. Jefferson. I kind of thought you'd take two uh, offensive linemen, or excuse me, take an offensive lineman, two offensive players, but um, – I was a little surprised, to be honest, about Catalan, but when you break it down, the only five guys I felt like that made any sense was Catalan, KJ, Bumper, Ricky Stromberg, and then Dalton Wagner. Those were the only guys that I could have seen, you know, making any sense. So I'm just glad to see a couple of juniors on there. These are guys – first of all, Jalen Catalan can talk. I mean, he can get about as much out as Jimbo Fisher in a short amount of time. He can he can, he can can talk. <laughs> Uh, so he'll be a great interview up there. As we've seen, he's been projected as a first-round type of guy. I think there's a good chance that this is the last time that we'll see all three of these players in Razorback uniforms after this season. So um, I think it's I think this is the best three players on the team, at least the best three returning players on the team. Um, and I think these are the guys that deserve to go. Would you not say, Trey, this may be – and I'm sure there's other years that can be debated, but my goodness gracious, this is, I mean, you're, you'll get to see it, uh, an opportunity at the Playmakers. You mentioned Stetson Bennett. He's going to be representing Georgia. Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young is going to be on hand. Uh, I think all the schools have stepped up, it seemed like, and are putting forward uh, I did not see Spencer Rattler, and I'm guessing only because the fact that he's a transfer. And mm-hmm. uh, Shane Beamer didn't want to put a transfer out there ahead of some of his other guys who's possibly been there. But this is a very strong group. Will Anderson, Jr., yeah. who could be the Heisman Trophy winner next year if he went for a defensive guy. Uh, Jordan Battle. I mean, he's. I mean, these are these are some of the best players and all of college football, uh, much less than the SEC. Yeah, it's a good group. A couple of sophomores in there, too. Georgia's taking Cedric Van Pran, an offensive lineman. Uh, Florida's taking Anthony Richardson um, at quarterback, who um, started a, a large number of games, obviously, for them last year. Uh, I don't see anybody that's a transfer, though. Am I right on that? I don't, I don't think anybody is a, a transfer. Um, although Spencer Radler might have made some sense to bring, but um, I don't think I, I don't think you bring a guy just because he's a projected starter. You know, I, I, 
that is an, I, again, I don't think that has ever worked out for anybody bringing in a guy that didn't start before but is a project starter for the future. Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee, he's a grad senior, but he's been there now at least a couple of years. I mean, no one expected him the way that he played last. I don't think anybody did. I didn't. Um, and then the other one that um, uh, the probably the best player for Auburn, Tank Bigsby, is going to be on hand. Um, and I didn't expect Dart, uh, the quarterback transfer from USC to Ole Miss. I didn't okay. expect to see him. So there, there's one right there. That's the one. Oh no, Dart's not on there. Okay, I thought you were saying that Dart no, was he's going. Not a, no, he's not. No, so that's no. good. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, yeah, don't don't bring a projected starter. Don't bring a projected starter. Bring a, bring guys that have, have been there and done that for the team, um, and are moving into their second year. But also bring the, again, that's that's my only rule that I think that should be followed. Bring your best three returning players. Period. Well, I think you've made your case clear on this one. Uh, this from uh, our Asher Record Service company, Life In Feedback. Real Hog says. Uh, who do you think will emerge at the interior defensive line position or positions? If the Hogs don't find someone, this will be a long season on defense. Well, it would be nice to see Cameron Ball do that. Again, we talked about him a little bit yesterday, 6'5", 315 pounds, redshirt freshman, Georgia kid. They really like uh, those guys from Georgia, especially that class. seems like all of them are kind of panning out. Jaden Johnson and Cameron Ball and um, Pooh Paul, uh, just a few of those guys. But uh, I think he, when you look at him from a size standpoint, how much they talk about his potential and how good he could be, um, if he could make a big jump and really make an impact, then that would be that would be big. Isaiah Nichols, I think, is going to start. You know, Nichols has he started in 2020. He started seven games for him. A lot of those were at end, you know, in the three-man front. Uh, but he, you know, bulked up to 300-plus and, you know, has been more of a, a nose guard specifically uh, since then. But, you know, Nichols is a guy that's overlooked a little bit. He's been a solid player for Arkansas. He's just not as, you know, as massive as a guy like Cameron Ball or certainly John Ridgway last year. But if you could get Cam Ball going, I think that would be good. I still say uh, Eric Gregory, you know, he goes 6'4", 305. I say – you know, if he's the starter at end, great. But if you go to a four-man front, then consider moving him inside at defensive tackle, um, especially, you know, if it's maybe a third and long, but you need feel the need to put a four-man front out there. You know, you get more pass rushers out on the field, you know, certain situations like that. Uh, so I think you can move – I think it makes sense to do that with him because – with Torian Carter getting injured, you're you're a little bit more shorthanded than you than you want to be. Um, and then you know Terry Hampton is he is he going to be a guy that jumps right in and is ready to play? Um, you know the transfer from Arkansas State. So, but I'll go Cam Ball. Let's see. Also from our Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback, Larry says, "Hey Troy." What do you think about the numbers for the 2023 class? How many will we end up signing? What positions will make up the rest of this class? I think that they'll get to about 27. 
Um, now, it could change a lot, you know, and that's something that we could see with the transfer portal also. You have players, you know, if they leave when the season is over, uh, then you could see them saying, hey, we might need to sign some more guys in February. Uh, we might need to, to open this thing back up and sign more. But I think 27 probably is a good number to, to start with. Uh, I think that they can be super picky coming down the stretch here. Um, you know, just looking at it, I would say, you know, they've got a quarterback commit. They've got a running back. I think Isaiah Augustov, man, I've heard it said, Augustave, Augustov. We need to just get the kid to say, hey, could you please just write down the phonetics of your last name so we can get it right. Uh, but I think he's going to end up being moved into the top 247 just from Andrew Ivins, who's one of our national recruiting analysts. I uh, saw him at the um, at the football university camp, and he was the, the top dog on offense. They really like him. Um, another wide receiver maybe, another offensive lineman definitely. I think they're okay on defensive line, maybe a defensive end. I think they're okay there. You know, they really have spread it out pretty good, so they can be picky. All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Media, FoxSports.com, being brought to you by Azure Record Service.